host. Yeah, so um, they're just welcoming us in all of our diversity. Um, we are diverse in our uh, ethnicity, um, perhaps in sexual orientation, in gender expression, um, in in language, uh, mother mother tongue, in our religious background. I don't know if I said already personal history, but we all have different stories, different experiences, um, different kinds of families, our fields of work, um, and um, the present configurations of our families. You know, some of us live alone, some of us live with large families, have children, we're diverse in our financial resources. Uh, so. Um, uh, yeah, so many ways I, I might not have uh, uh, expressed um, our, the different ways of our bodies, uh, our abilities, our disabilities, our body, our body shape. Um, so we're just, uh, I invite you to, to, to perhaps um, just be aware of the the people who are here, um, be aware of 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 ourselves. Let's be aware of ourselves as embodied beings and of one another. And um, and uh, call forth, awaken, um, invite that sense of welcoming, and and open to that experience of being welcomed, of being, of belonging. You belong here, uh, and uh, you're, import, you're an important part of this gathering. So, um, uh, so glad you are here. So let's, um, let's take a moment before going further and just uh, take a few breaths and breathe and feel the body. And perhaps you were, uh, you were busy and uh, doing things and preparing to spend the day um, involved in this and, and uh, just invite you to see if that can just drop away. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of what's the energy in your body right now? How, how is that? What's alive in you? And so it's not that it should be any particular way, but just noticing what is. Welcoming welcoming ourselves. We each, we not only welcome one another and we are welcomed uh, by one another, we welcome ourselves fully into presence.
So I'd, I'd like to also uh, invite you to, to take a moment to touch into the intention that you bring to this retreat. Intention is, um, is what's, what's moving us. What's our inclination? What's our aspiration? What's our desire? So having some clarity around intention can be helpful in supporting and refining our intention. We might notice that that there's, you know, often intentions are mixed. We, we have mixed motivations. There can be a... Um, a very uh, pure aspiration of, you know, to to be more loving, to be more present in our lives, and then there can also be this uh, kind of a grasping of becoming something, becoming somebody else, somebody other than who I am, and and so without judging that, it's good to to know that, to touch into that, to to. Um, to recognize it and and just um, be aware that that pops up uh, in in our in our practice. It pops up for for many of us, perhaps most of us. So, if you if you like. Um, I invite you to just write in the chat a word or two about um, what your intention is, and um, and maybe we can uh, notice what are some of our shared intentions, so that we can create a sense of uh, of sacred community of of uh, of, of sharing this journey. Um, you know, even even if we're not physically together, we are creating a sense of sacred space and time together. So, um, yeah, just take a moment. Uh, if if you don't, you know, it's, it's not a requirement. But but if if a word comes to mind, um, like um, just calming, refocusing. Um, yeah. Relax on the body, let life move through me, be more loving toward myself, surrender, metta, reconnecting to the wisdom of joy, refuge, to listen writ large, love and timelessness, mm. finding balance. Peace and loving presence. Clear and relax my mind. Refocusing gratitude, balance. Kindness toward myself and therefore others. Checking in with me. So yeah, so so that those are such beautiful 
intentions and uh, touches my heart to to read them to um, and and to uh, to hear them to hear them spoken and and so uh, we can all support one another in those intentions. Um, In 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 the in the ways that we show up. So so I I I encourage you to show up um, to show up for whatever you can. Uh, you know, especially um, the Dharma talk, the guided meditation, and the um, uh, the first morning sit. Um, if responsibilities uh, or other conditions take you away, that's okay. Please, uh, I invite you not to feel guilty about uh, missing a session if you uh, if you need to do that. Um, and and just uh, aware that that um, that showing up also supports the whole group uh, and. Um, and so you you know each one of our presence is important. Uh, I'd like to go over the schedule just briefly. Um, so uh, I wonder if it's possible. I don't know if um, if you have that. Is it possible to to share put that on the share screen for a moment? Um, I won't. I won't wait if uh, if that takes a moment. I'll, I'll just go ahead. But um, might some some people find the visual to be uh, to be helpful? Um, yeah. So that that beautiful one that you did, Carl, uh, is. Uh, Saturday. There we go. So um, here we are, nine thirty to ten thirty. Um, so beginning and beginning times, uh, they they and ending times might be a little flexible. So we might go over a little bit into a movement practice. If if you've looked at the schedule and you need to uh, to leave, you know, right at the precise moment uh, that it's it's um, scheduled, then um, please, uh, that's okay. Please do what you need to do. Um, I just want to point out to this, uh, a couple of things on the schedule that um, uh, for mindful movement, generally we will walk. Uh, that's what, you know, that's what's done on a, on a typical retreat is, is walking meditation. Um, if you have other kinds of movement that you want to do, such as yoga or Tai Chi, um, feel free to do that. I'm emphasizing in this practice, in this uh, retreat to um, maintain a, a kind of a, a wide perspective, a wide sense of being present in the body rather than a, a very precise and narrow focus of feeling the particular place of where the feet um, touches the floor and how that 
moves and shifts, um, and and then how where the sensation is as you shift your weight and so on. So so a more um, uh, in, in the way that I thought of the theme and how um, how we'll be practicing together, that's how I thought of it. And again, uh, I you know it's it, it's an invitation. It's not a uh, requirement. So if if you feel drawn into a very very precise and focused concentration, then go for it uh, and enjoy it. So. Um, so at 11.15, we'll come back and we'll have uh, a sitting with some guiding and, and then a short break, just a couple of minutes to stand up and stretch. And um, and then I'll offer Dharma talk. So, um, so 12.15 to 2.15, we have uh, a, a lunch break um, and and rest or mindful movement. And there's an option uh, which is being offered both today and tomorrow for you to um, sign up for a small group. And it will simply be any practice issues that you want to bring forward. Um, and we'll we'll try to keep it small. I mean, we are, are a relatively small number on this retreat. Uh, so... So if um, you know, so we'll try not to go over um, nine or ten in a particular group. So, so just um, I think uh, uh, is Twinkle. Are you t- you're taking care of this? I think if people want to um, sign up to a group either today or tomorrow, uh, then just um, in your chat you can find Twinkle and. And let them know that um, that that will that you'd like to attend a group. Um, you can sign up for tomorrow if you if you want to. Um, but um, you know, if we get more than nine or ten people, Twinkle might just let you know that uh, it's full. But but it'll probably I'm sure it'll work out, and you can go whatever day you want. And then the afternoon, um, if you're not going to a group, we come back. So you'll notice that <clears throat> that after the lunch break, there's a um, it's a, it's actually um, it's a, there's an asterisk, a single asterisk. So it's it's asking us to come back to the computer. And I don't think that's necessary. Just um, so, just come, just begin your your movement practice at at two fifteen. Um, the 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 room will be open. The Zoom room will be open uh, if you want to uh, sit. And I think that's going to be true uh, throughout all the the movement practices. That the Zoom room will be open. So if you um, if you choose to, uh, to to sit and you you'd like to sit in the room, you know, with the possibility that others will will also be with you, then feel free to do that. Um, so so in other words, if you you know for sitting and you don't feel like getting up to walk, you feel you'd like to continue to sit. Your mind is settling and 
and you'd like to sit a bit longer, um, just uh, follow your own rhythm in that way. But please, when when we are sitting together, um, it would be great if you could come back and 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 join everybody in the Zoom room. Uh, and then, um, yeah, at four o'clock we have a guided um, meta practice, and then there'll also be some um, time for questions and comments, shared reflection, Q and I means questions and inquiry. So kind of uh, um, kind of shifted from question and answer. I don't have all the answers, but maybe we can inquire into the questions that uh, come up together. I also want to point out that um, there's a link that uh, you should have received. And, and if uh, you can't find that, feel free to um, get in touch with Twinkle on the chat and uh, they'll, they'll um, give you that link. Um, so there's a link for a guided meditation. So if you would like to do something this evening and you have the time, um, then uh, that's, that's there for you. Uh, Sunday, the schedule is uh, quite similar. Um, there, there will be um, maybe a couple of small differences, but uh, we'll just keep you apprised as they come up. Um, yeah, so that's that's it for the schedule. Um, Of course, um, doing a, a retreat at home is, um, you know, has its particular challenges and opportunities. Um, so we all are living in different circumstances. Um, if you're living alone, uh, then uh, you have the opportunity to, to be in silence as much as you like. I really encourage you to... Um, to tune out, uh, tune out from your devices and texting and and emails and so on, um, and uh, um, you know, like you might even just turn off your phone for the weekend. Wow, what a thought! Uh, and um, uh, and also, uh, you know, stay away from the news. Uh, it's, to just um, let go, uh, let go of all the different things that are happening in the world, um, the and and all of the uh, the ways that uh, the heart um, responds, reacts, and just just uh, collect the attention. So I really encourage you to do that as much as you can. Uh, if you're living with people, um, I hope that you can just uh, uh, minimize um, speaking, uh, engage mindfully um, and uh, and and heartfully, kindly. It can be a an opportunity to to just um, be especially mindful of how we are in relationships. 
with the people that we live with and are close to us and and uh and bring that uh that that awareness and that uh compassion uh and that just uh patience with ourselves and and with the others that we share our space space with in a in a particularly focused way. So I, I want to talk just a little bit about the uh, the three refuges, um, and we'll explore be exploring over the next couple of days the different dimensions of meaning and experience of these. Um, uh, just how what what do you think of when you hear the word refuge? You know, sometimes you if for those of us who have been practicing uh, Buddhism for many years, it might just have become a word that you know we kind of hear automatically, and we think, oh, refuge, Buddha Dharma saying, but. You know, I, I remember the first time I I heard the word refuge and the idea of going for refuge. And um and it was uh it was a bit of a surprise to hear that word in the context of, you know, meeting a llama and and receiving teachings and I uh I had very much gone for refuge without calling it that that i was I was not in a good way. I was very much um in a state of uh, fear and anxiety, and uh, I would even call it a post traumatic uh, state um, and so I was looking for something and um uh, so, so on some deep level, there was a resonance with that word, but, but it was, yeah, I, I just remember the first time I heard it and, uh, and how it was quite surprising. And just, um, you know, what do you think of? Um, We think of perhaps a refugee, a refugee from oppression and danger. Maybe we think of a refuge from a storm. And so how do we know that the place that we're headed toward, if it's a place, a person, protector, somebody who could protect us, um, something dangerous. How, how how do we know that it's a safe direction? What indicates that it's it actually is a refuge that it's trustworthy? You know, is it the quality of being of the people or a teaching that touches your heart? Uh, maybe in a way that you don't yet completely understand. 
our sense of refuge, my sense of refuge, has developed with my experience um, from that first time hearing the word to beginning to understand, you know, as, as I became more and more aware of suffering that was present in the mind and um, uh, the reactivity to the conditions of my life that was coming up in me and, and how Buddha, Dharma, Sangha could be a refuge. Um, so that, that has deepened and continues to deepen. And um, one, of, uh, one of my teachers says that uh, his practice is continuing to deepen in the sense of inner refuge and will be for the rest of his life as he foresees it. So, um, so it can, can deepen and deepen. And it's, it's an ongoing, we, we, uh, we can have a sense of orienting ourselves, perhaps for the first time. Maybe you remember when you began to orient yourself toward Buddhist teachings or toward spiritual teachings. And and then uh, you know as we change and develop, uh, we it becomes deeper and and it becomes a, an ongoing moment by moment, directly experienced practice. So it can be an overarching reorientation, and it is also a moment by by moment uh, practice. So um, there is a ritual that we uh, we practice uh, that is called going for refuge with uh, certain words. And in this tradition, we say the words in Pali, um, it's an ancient language. And this uh, this practice is very ancient. It's usually done with bowing. I won't bow because uh, it's too awkward with Zoom. I thought about it, but I couldn't figure out how it would work. But um, but it's it's part of my practice, and I, and again, it's, it's not required that you do this. But you know, I invite you if it's not something that you've done, I invite you to explore it. There's something very profound about touching our heads to the earth, and. Um, uh, in a way, surrendering. Um, we uh, we make the gesture um, with our hands together of body, touching top of the head, the crown of the head, and then to the mouth, speech, and mind at the heart, and, and bow three times. And uh, offering our bodies in in dedication to waking up. So when I bow and when I chant the refuge, I I feel, uh, it feels cosmic to me. It feels like I'm aligning myself uh, with all Buddhist lineages in in all times and space. Um, It calls forth a sense of uh, protection and continuity 
with all the beings seen and unseen whose whose hearts turn toward the Dharma and whose hearts turn toward opening, toward awakening. It doesn't uh, it's inclusive. It doesn't need to be a particular Dharma. So so doing this practice is a blessing and we're aligning ourselves with wakefulness. Um, and uh, just the refuges are not three different things. They're three different focuses which are interrelated. And the heart of the refuges is wakefulness. This Buddha means waking up. It's a wakefulness. So, um, so I'm going to chant them. And I invite you, of course, with Zoom, it's uh, impossible to to do chanting together, but I invite you if you like, um, and uh, maybe um, we can have them on the screen, uh, the chant on the screen now. Um, and we'll do this, uh, we'll do this now, and we'll do this tomorrow morning as well, at first sitting. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so I I'll I'll chant them and um, and please join in. There are different there are different uh, ways that this is chanted in different traditions. Um, so uh, you know sometimes it's I'm going to chant. Uh, just a slightly more lyrical version of the homage. Um, and uh, and also the precepts, yeah. So um, I, I just want to say a, a word about the precepts. And um, there's a, a lot that can be said about the precepts. They're a very integral part of uh, practicing the Dharma. Um, so with the refuges, the precepts are called the eight streams that lead to peace. So the, um, the three refuges and the five precepts. So the precepts are trainings, they're guidelines, uh, they're not commandments, The precepts can sound like, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I need to obey them. They're, they're uh, places for inquiry, for developing wakefulness, mindfulness, around what's coming up in our experience as we engage with other beings, with the world around us. And they are, um, they are great gifts. Uh, the Buddha called them great gifts because they offer the gift of freedom from fear. Uh, they offer the, um, the, the the sense of safety uh, and a sense of harmlessness to all beings uh, by our um, uh, following these trainings and these um, these guidelines in our behavior in the way that we act and speak in the world. 
and they offer us the gift of the heart and mind becoming calm and free from remorse. Um, and and their trainings because they help us to become mindful of the for- forces of grasping aversion and confusion that give rise to harmful behaviors. Uh, so in this way, they're also protectors, uh, protectors of our intention, our wholesome intention and practice. The Buddha said that that being free from remorse, happiness arises. And with happiness, the mind becomes calm and collected, which allows insight and wisdom to develop, leading to freedom. So these these precepts are such an important uh, part of our practice. So as we, when we, when we say the the um, precepts, uh, I'll chant them in Pali, and please chant them with me, and then we'll say them in in English as well. Um, and the, uh, the Pali, uh, uh, the pronunciations are not exactly the same as, uh, the English letters. So you'll hear it. We don't have to go into it if you're not familiar with it. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a slight difference. So you'll just notice. Namo tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddha Saranam Gachami Dhammam Saranam Gachami Sangam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Dhammang Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Panati pata veramani sika padam samadhyami 
I undertake the training to refrain from destroying living beings. Adina dana veramani sika padam samadhyami. I undertake the training to refrain from stealing or taking that which is not freely given. Kamesu michachara veramani sika padam samadhyami. I undertake the training to refrain from sexual misconduct. Musawada veramani sika padam samadhyami. I undertake the training to refrain from false speech. Sura Maraya Maja Pamadatana Veramani Sika Padam Samadhyami. I undertake the training to refrain from taking intoxicants which cause carelessness and cloud the mind. Idamisala Maga Pala Nasa Pachayu Hotu. May my conduct be the condition for the attainment of the highest fruits of liberation. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Please take a posture that feels supportive to you for your practice. Uh, could be sitting, it could be standing, it could be lying down. So uh, you'll see that that's written and really want you to, to invite you to, to tune into your body and to, um, to ask yourself what, what you need right now to uh, be supportive. If you are uh, taking the supine position, the, the lying down posture, uh, sometimes it can be helpful uh, to lie on one side and um, and to keep one arm kind of just resting on the elbow and uh, kind of just held up, uh, just keeping it just takes a just a slight bit of effort if you feel that you are um, likely to fall asleep or there's a possibility you'll fall asleep just that that little bit of of um, energy that it takes to hold the arm straight up 
and then you'll notice if it's starting to wave that uh, maybe you'll notice that before you notice that the mind is drifting. So um, that can be helpful. So as we begin, I invite you to feel the support of the earth, the earthiness of the body, being held in the gravity of Mother Earth. might just take in uh, if you're going to close your eyes just a moment before you close your eyes you might just take in space around you just notice the space that you're in and be aware of protection of this space around you safety of the space. Notice sounds coming and going. Allowing the sounds to be received in the space of knowing. Not feeling that the mind has to engage with the sound. Somehow go out and grasp it or somehow try to block it or resist it. Relaxing and opening and letting the sound pass through the space. The waves of sound pass into the space and through the space of consciousness. And I invite you to collect your attention around the breath, feeling the breath. Um, It could be just at the surface of the body, at the nostrils, if that feels like the most supportive place. And the breath can be an invitation to Bring attention deeper into the body if that feels comfortable and supportive to you. Collecting the attention around the body with the body, feeling the touch 
touching the earth, the hands touching the lap, perhaps. Lips touching, eyelids, closed, perhaps, or lightly open. Or feeling, if that feels supportive, deeper into the body, the interception of awareness of the body, sensing in the interior, feeling the, the breath in the chest, feeling perhaps movements in the digestive system and other tingling, pressure, warmth, coolness, body sensations. The mind gets hooked or drifts away, bringing the attention back to the body. Feeling the touch sensation of the body, the breath. Or if it feels most supportive, hearing can also support awareness as an embodied sense experience.
as you collect the attention around the breath, around the body. You might bring some energy to not only aiming the attention at the breath or at a particular body sensation or at a sound, also sustaining the the attention for the duration of the breath, the duration of the sensation, noticing how it changes. This helps the attention to become more settled. Or sound. Noticing the passage of sound through time. How it changes.
So uh, it's time for walking. If you uh, want to walk outside, of course, it's uh, here in Montreal anyway. It's a beautiful day. Um, and uh, of course, you know, feel free. And, and anyone who would like some instruction in walking meditation, um, please feel free to stay back and um, I'll go over walking meditation. But if you want to just start walking, then uh, by all means. Or mindful moving in whatever way you choose. Um, so, Serena, Julie, are you uh, staying back for some instruction and walking? Yes. Yes. Uh, Julie, are you, are you, uh, or just, um, oh, um, you're muted. I'm just about to leave, Daryl. Okay. okay, I was just copying the link. Um, for the okay. meditation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Serena, uh, yeah, so I'll give you a little overview of, of walking meditation. Um, so as, uh, it's, it's very traditional that as we, uh, in, in a, on, a, on a retreat, that as we um, go through the day, we you know, it's, it's, it's one of the ways that we take care of the body and also integrate our practice of mindfulness um, when we're sitting uh, in a way um, uh, there's less happening, right? So, uh, Catherine, are oh, you staying too? Great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, when we're sitting, there's, there's less happening. So, in a way, we're it, it can be easier to notice um, more, you know, how the mind is moving. Um, it can also, some people really love walking meditation and, and have, you know, kind of tend to uh, do more of it than sitting on a retreat. Uh, and it can, you know, it can also change over time uh, depending on, you know, what's happening in the person's body and mind. Um, but, um, when we're walking, uh, yeah, there's more sensory, uh, you know, happening. The eyes are open. We're feeling different sensations. So in a way, uh, it's more integrated. We're taking the mindfulness practice, which is just, uh, noticing, um, being aware, uh, without judging, without, um, preferring without the mind kind of grasping or pushing away, just kind of open and allowing experience to move through our consciousness. Uh, so, so we're taking that into the walking. And as I said in the introduction, there are different, many different ways of doing walking meditation. And, uh, and what I'm inviting people to do is, is to walk with a whole just a sense of the whole body walking. So like a wider 
And uh, sometimes um, people find it helpful to, uh, especially if the mind is very scattered, to to kind of focus the attention. So just feeling the pressure of the uh, the foot, you know, touching the ground, um, the body. The, the sensations in the body as you shift the weight from one leg to another and and other sensations like feeling the touch of the air on your skin, uh, hearing sounds and so on. Um, so, so just like, but, but if you're really practicing it, uh, walking as a concentration practice, then you, you might choose to just really focus the attention on the lower body, you know, feeling, the pressure of the feet on the on the ground, and the, and and the inner sensations in the body as you shift your weight from one to another, all the the feelings of the muscles and so on. So it, so if you're new to walking meditation, you might do that for a bit, and then and then I invite you, you know, either in this session or during the retreat, to open up a little bit and just to have a sense of just a kind of a loose sense of the whole body walking, just the attention resting with that, you know, it's kind of lightly resting um, with the body, with the whole body moving and walking. Um, typically, uh, when we're walking, we we choose an area, like we might go back and forth, like uh, if, I don't know, if you have a backyard or if you uh, have you know a park nearby that you walk in, or or just the front walkway. Just going back and forth. Um, just it it just it just helps co- the collecting of attention if you're in the same place. Um, if you don't have a private place to do that, and you feel awkward going back and forth on your front walk in front of the house, and you know, people might wonder what you're doing and if it's distracting to you, then just, you know, walk, walk on the block, you know, uh, or walk in the house. You can also walk in the house that can be supportive in the hallway or something. And, and, um, uh, and, and walking slowly can be helpful. Um, you know, or you might try just walking at a, at a normal pace of walking whatever normal is for you. <laughs> Sometimes people walk very fast. But but slowing down a little bit can be helpful to collect the attention. Do you have any questions? Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Explore it and see you back at 11.15. Did you have a question? Any question, Catherine? No. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.